Hey, thanks for tuning in into the City Life Church podcast. We are a church in San Francisco and we exist so that people that are far from God, we encounter his presence and experience the life that only Christ offers. We pray that this word will challenge you and encourage you in your walk of faith with Jesus. I'm going to do this poem. I'm going to get out of here. It's called God is Greater. He's greater than the sadness I had when I lost my pops at 19. Greater than the madness I felt when I was in high school due to lack of self-esteem. He's greater than the panic attack I had at 35 and the first time I cried when I found out that my grandmother had dementia and I saw her slowly losing her mind. He's greater than the darts that got thrown from my fam when they said I'll never be a good artist. And then I say, well, here I am. He's greater than all the awards and accolades I ever accumulated. He's greater than the times I stood up for righteousness and still got humiliated. He's greater than the Instagram likes, the followers, the views, the invites. He's greater than the DMs, the shares. Man, who cares? He's greater than the clout and the shout outs and the self-doubt. He's greater than the mentions and the attention and all that comes with it is all just apprehension. I'm just glad that I have his friendship. Matter of fact, he's greater than this poem. He told me in scripture that I belong to him. I'm just glad that I know him. I'm telling you, he's greater than Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. He's greater than my anxiety, the struggle you have for your sobriety. He's greater than the loneliness, the singleness, the brokenness, the bitterness. God is really good at cleaning up a mess. He's greater than the isolation and the desperation you may be facing. He's better than the depression you never mentioned. He's greater than the grief of someone that you lost. Thank God for our memories so they'll never be forgot. He's greater than the sorrow because he's the joy of tomorrow. He's greater than your addictions because he's good at subtracting them in an instance. He's greater than your mid or your quarter life crisis. Man, God is so good at freeing us from vices. He's greater than any bad breakup or divorces. He never leads us astray. He's a great teacher. He always keeps us in the right courses. He's greater than any family dysfunction, any assumptions that you'll never become something out of a dysfunction. He's greater than any broken homes. He sent us the Holy Spirit so we would never be alone. He's greater than any tears or any fears. He's greater than your secret sin. He's with you in the end. He's greater than the rejection or your lack of recognition. He went through it too, so please don't dismiss him. He's greater than any injustice. He's greater than the lack of compassion when they try to harm us. He's greater than the money you do or don't have in your bank account. Because see, Jesus is proof of payment that God is greater in you than what they got in their bank account. What I'm saying is, he's greater than any calculator. Because if I could add up all he's done for me, I would never want to subtract from his presence nor be divided by people's opinion of him. All I ask him is just to multiply his kingdom. Because it's a simple equation. He overcame the world equals victory. I thought I was writing a poem for y'all, but really it's just a reminder for me. Peace. Right. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Can we give it one more time to the hop? 
Wow. Wow. So proud of you, dude. And he said it best. How do I top that? I, I don't, I don't, I can't top that. But I know what can top that is God's word. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. It ain't about me or him, right? We're, we're proclaiming God's word. We're proclaiming God's greatness. Amen. It's not about the gift that's in me or the gift that's in him. It's the God in us trying to use us to change your life. Amen. So I'm not going to try to top it. I'm not going to try to top it at all. I, when I, I told him that when, I, when he texted to me, uh, it was like Friday, you know, uh, he's a director of Last Minute Ministries, of course. Um, so he texted me like Friday night or whatever. And, I, and I'm reading and I'm like, bro, this is too good, bro. This is, I don't know, before, after. I hope you were blessed by that. I hope that's, uh, he's a gift to the world, amen. He is truly a gift to the world. And so we thank God that he's in this house. He's a, he's a, he's a son of this house, amen. And we're so blessed to have him here. Thank you, Hava. Real talk, real talk. Love you, brother. All right, let's get in the word. Amen, amen. So um, we got our folks online. We got our folks in the building. If you are online, I need you to do me a quick favor because y'all know, if, if, you do, if you know me, you know me. If you don't know me, you're going to get to know me in a little bit. I need you to put in the chat, if, I, don't know, I don't care if you got an Android or an iPhone or a, a, a Metro, it don't matter. Can you give me the 100 emoji one time? Those online, I don't care if you usually chat, you usually chat or you don't chat. I need a couple 100s in the, in the, in the, in the box so I can let, give me the permission to keep it real. I got Hank right there. I see you, Hank. Thank you, sir. I need a couple more. He gave me about seven right there, but I need, I need that's the wrong one, Brother Sydney. That's the wrong one. We need, we need 100s. 100s. Can we get the 100 emoji? We got fire. All right. Someone help Sydney find the 100 emoji. Wherever you at, Sydney, someone help that brother find the 100. The fire, I'm not, I'm not waiting for the fire. Christine, help her. All right, man, all right Angie, man, forget it, forget it, let's go. There, 1,000, okay, all right, here we go, all right. That's my permission to keep it 100 with you today. If you don't mind, I'm gonna keep it real with you today. I don't know any other way. We and how we're talking this morning, like we both can get a little nervous. I felt a little sick this morning. I'm like, ah, you know, my body just reacts. And, and we we're talking with, we you know what? Let's just do what we do. Let's just be ourselves. Let's just come with our whole heart, our whole soul. And let's let's do it. Amen. First John chapter four, verse four is going to be our launching pad for today. First John chapter four, verse four. And if you don't know me again, Pastor Marquise, I'm going to ask you to holler back at your boy. I'm going to need you to talk. Is that Carmelita? That's Carmelita right there in the building. Let's go. I, I saw the wave. I'm like, oh, that's okay. I got some. I got some reassurances over here. I got Casey and Lauren in the front. Okay, it's, it's about to go down today. Amen. First John chapter four, verse four. Shout out to Noel all the way from Arizona, right here with us. Amen. Everybody usually sees him in the chat, hiding out everything, and he's here live and in person with his beautiful wife Kim and his son, the prophet Elijah, is here today. Amen. My man Tony. Frisco native, OG, laid hands on me this morning. Shout out to Tony. We got Eric Malari in the building. And then you know how. It's the, this is the Frisco God Squad panel today. Here we go. Let's get into this word. First John chapter four, verse four. Y'all ready for this? First John chapter four, uh, first John chapter four, verse four says, you are of God, little children and have overcome them. This sounds like Hobbes' poem a little bit, come on. You are of God, little children and, children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than. Someone say greater than. Greater. Someone say he, he that is in me is greater than. Greater. 
Come on. It's the one that's inside you is greater than anything in the world. In you is greater than he who is in the world. We recently kind of went over, over the last couple of months or so, we were going over the discipleship stuff, the qualities of a disciple, and we're going to continue to uh, build up on this idea, this concept of how great God is. Amen. So what I want to do is I want to run through a number of different verses with you today uh, that just kind of proclaims how great God is. Is that okay? So if you don't, if you have your notes, 9700, text that, uh, the notes will drop in and then ho hopefully the, uh, the, the scriptures will come up on the screen as well. First one, I'm going to breeze through these real quickly. Jeremiah chapter 10, and I might take a praise break if you don't mind, because when we talk about how good God is, we might just have to just release something in the atmosphere today. Amen. First one. Jeremiah 10, verse 6, there is none like you, O Lord. You are great. Someone say, he is great. He is great. You are great, and great is your name and might. Jeremiah 10, verse 6. Next verse, Psalm 96, verse 4. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. I'm going to say that one more time if you didn't catch it. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He's so great that it should warn a response in us to praise him. Amen. Only one in the house caught that. Shout out to Josh. Great is the Lord and he greatly is for him to be praised. I wonder if there's anyone in the house today that is willing to give God some praise. About 17 more just kind of caught that right there. If you believe that God is great, greater than everything that you could have ever imagined, greater than that poem, as he said, he is worthy to be. Can we give God some praise? A little better. If you believe he's great, can you give God some praise? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you today. We thank you today. You're a great God. You are worthy to be praised. I don't want to just talk about it. I don't want to just read about it. I want to give you my praise today. I want to give you my praise today, God. I don't want to just preach a sermon. I don't want to talk about how great you are without responding to your greatness. We praise you, Jesus. Mm. I hope that I hope you don't mind just stopping listening to me talk about whatever and just for you to yourself to clap your hands and say thank you Lord hallelujah the highest praise I hope you don't mind just giving him some praise because he is worthy I got a few more verses for you and we might, we might do that like another seven times. I, I, I might not even get through the whole sermon. I don't, I don't even mind not finishing the sermon if that means the church would just give him the glory and give him all the praise. We ain't missing nothing. Come on. Psalm 104. This is, man, I'm a, Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. Psalm 147, verse 5. Great is our Lord and abundant in strength. Someone say abundant in strength. Abundant in strength. We just need to declare his goodness and his greatness. Come on. 
His understanding is infinite. Revelation 20, 22, 13. I am the alpha and the omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Come on, ain't no time with God. He's in the beginning and he's at the end and he's in the middle all at the same time. That's the God that we serve. That's the greatness of our God. He's outside of our time. Come on. I'm going to get in that in a second. Psalm 18, verse 3. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. Anybody have that experience of calling on the name of God, calling on Jesus, and he saved you? Amen. Anybody? Has he saved anybody in the house today? Can we give God one more praise like he saved you? Can we give God a praise like he saved you? Like he responded to you? Like, like do we just like expect that like God owes us anything? Like he's obligated to respond to all of our prayers? Are we that foolish? Are we that naive? And yet, though he doesn't have to, he does. Yet he doesn't need to do anything else for us, yet he still does. Though he already done enough by being on the cross, yet he continues to bless us. As if he, he didn't do enough by giving his only son. Yet he continues to come through. We continue to call on his name and he saves us. Over and over. You know, sometimes he's so good. Can I, can I go there real quick? I'm just going to go off the notes real quick. God is so good. He even saves us from ourselves sometimes. Can anybody testify to that? Can anybody testify to the fact that sometimes you need to be saved from your own self, your own self-destruction? I'm just not even in the notes. I'm, can I just go there today? As I feel it in my spirit, sometimes God needs to save us from ourselves, our own unbelief, our own doubt, our own self-destruction, our own addictions. That ain't got nothing to do with God. Yet when we call on him and we say, Lord, help me, he saves us. When we don't know what to do and we don't know where to go, he saves us. When there's a void in our heart, he speaks to us. When it feels like no one understands, he hears us. When you don't know what to do or where to go, you don't know the path. You barely could get past today. He directs us. That's how great our God is. He didn't stop at the cross. He kept going and he's still going and he's still alive through us today. If I got to borrow an amen right there. First John, in the notes, I think I got it wrong. It says uh, chapter one, but it should be chapter four, verse one through four. Go through this real quick. Anybody being blessed yet today? Amen. Voice is already about to be gone, but I don't mind losing my voice, giving him the praise. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. 
Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Someone say, but God. Look at this, but you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who was in you is greater than he that is in the world. So today, the kind of theme of today is God is greater than any opposition. Elena talked last week about God is greater than pain. John, John, the week before, kind of set up the whole kind of context. And I'm going to do my best to give you uh, 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 some content from this idea of God is greater than any opposition. Simple definition of opposition is in your notes. It's the idea of resistance or dissent expressed in action or argument. Anybody could testify to that? Having some opposition, some resistance in either action or an argument. Can anybody, can anybody testify to the fact that sometimes the enemy comes at you in physical form and like through people and sometimes just in, in arguments in your mind, trying to play, trying to play, play you in your mind, telling you that God is not who he said he is and not to believe everything he said you should believe. Can I talk about it today? Truth of the matter is we are all facing some type of opposition, some shape or form, some type of uh, resistance. My hope today is that I would help you understand and believe no matter the opposition that your God that you serve is greater than. Yes. Amen. Anybody? A couple of notes real quick. If I could just uh, breeze through this uh, as quick as I can. We think about opposition. Most of us approach opposition in two ways. And it's in your notes. Number one, sometimes we overestimate our opposition. We give the devil a little bit too much credit. Right? And I'm going to read right off of my notes. We overestimate him by becoming fearful and timid, careful that Satan attacks us and we're worried and anxious. All of us are in the midst of a pandemic and we Try to figure out, should we go to church or should we not? Should we get the vaccine? Should we not? It was, it's a lot of stuff. But no matter what you choose to do, you have the freedom, to, freedom of choice. But no matter what your choice is, it should be in faith. Amen? Whether you get the vaccine or not, either one should be in faith. Amen, anybody? Everything that we, should, we do as believers should be at, in faith. Not giving the enemy too much credit that it controls our lives. It dictates what we do and what we don't do. To the point where we literally get paralyzed by fear. So that's overestimate. The second, the second way we deal with opposition is we underestimate the enemy. Sometimes we get caught slipping. Can I talk about it today? And if you don't know what caught slipping means, you could just like probably find it in an urban dictionary. Come on, somebody. Go there. We underestimate Satan. He's a defeated foe, but even though he is nothing more than a condemned death row inmate awaiting execution, 
It is not wise to sleep in his cell. Shout out to Tony Evans for that one. Satan is a defeated foe. But even though he is nothing more than a condemned death row inmate awaiting execution, it is not wise to sleep in his cell. So we don't want to overestimate the enemy and we don't want to underestimate the enemy. Amen. Y'all with me today? I got one more quote for you and then I'm going to get more into some more work. This is uh, to my guy, one of the leaders of the house, Guillermo Castillo in the building. Amen. He posted this this week and it tied perfectly. And when I think about um, our opposition and sometimes our opposition is ourselves. And he spoke about that. And I was like, man, instead of me just trying to say, let me just go ahead and quote my brother real quick. And it may come up on the screen and it may be in your notes. This is from Guillermo Castillo. Shout out to the homie. I was asked today, what's the most destructive danger against Christianity in this age? I believe it's to live it based on feelings, emotions, or personal perspectives. Someone say amen right there. Do I feel like serving? Question. Do I feel like exercising my gifts? Another question. Do I feel like attending God's house today? Come on. Are all expressions of building the house on sand? The question that must be asked is this. Come on. What does the Bible say about it? You could go ahead and clap right there. Come on. And I love how he ends it right here. Watch this. It's not just what the Bible says about it. That's, that's, that's step one. But you end it right here. Then you obey and do it independently of feelings. Then that's the house that's built on a rock. Ain't that a good word right there? So if you didn't catch that from Brother Guillermo, God is greater than your feelings. God is greater than your emotions. Go to 1 John chapter 3. I got some Bible for you. We're just getting started. Can I get a go-ahead from my boy Gio one time? One time for the one time. Frisco, homie in the house. 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. If you didn't believe Guillermo, I got some word for you. Here we go. 1 John chapter 3, verse 18 through 20. New King James Version right here. He says, my little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. See, this idea of not just talking about it, but we got to be about it. Not just believing in our minds that God is great. It's something has to happen. It has to tr translate into some type of action. Amen. Verse 19, and by this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. Watch this right here, verse 20. For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. At the point when our heart, and this is, this is real talk for a lot of us in here, sometimes our heart gets us in trouble. The world has taught us to follow your heart. Follow your emotions. How do you feel? Right? We even do that with the word sometimes. Can I talk about that in church today? We want to read the word and be like, how do you feel about that word? It doesn't matter how you feel about the word. What matters most is what the word meant. Come on. The, the, what the word means, according to God, means a lot more than how we feel about his word. Amen. Anybody with me today? And if our heart 
condemns us, if our heart plays tricks on us, if our heart got us going crazy, the Bible says what? God is greater. Someone say he's greater. Someone say God is greater. Amen. So as I get ready to close this thing out, I got three points for you. So again, we're talking about the greatness of God, God being greater than any opposition. And when I realized this as I was studying this out, that when I start to think about how good God is and how great he is, and I start to meditate on the, on the word and, and what everything it, it proclaims that he is, and I start to believe it, it starts to translate. It starts to transform my mind. It starts to transform my heart. It starts to transform my perspectives. Someone say, God is greater. Sometimes we just have to like literally just say it. Go to Romans chapter eight. I'm getting ready to close this thing, land this plane. Anybody being blessed today? Anybody glad to be in a house today? So good to have family back here all the way from Arizona. Those online, love y'all. First time preaching to a crowd in over a year. Kind of weird. Hope I did okay. Let me get out the, let me get out, let me get out the way. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 24. Point number one as we get ready to close. God's greatness produces a hope beyond my opposition. Point number one, if you didn't catch that, God's greatness produces a hope beyond my, my opposition. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 24. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not have, yet have, we wait for it patiently. When we, we, we begin to understand how great God, God is and we understand his greatness, it should produce a hope in us. A hope in us that says, you know what? I don't care what it looks like. I don't care about the opposition I'm facing. It doesn't even matter what type of attacks the enemy tries to throw my way. In my marriage, in my finances. I love what he said about the finances, by the way. That was a good one right there. He said, whether you got money or you don't got money, God is greater. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth that no matter what, where you're at, no matter what level a pain you may be in, no matter what level of blessing you may be in, right? Because some people right here are on a low today and some people here are on a high today. And some people may just be in the middle. But no matter what stage of life you're in, God should be your hope. Amen, anybody? So if things are going great, praise God. Your hope is not in your own perspectives. Uh, Eric was talking to me about some things. I'm not gonna like talk about it in detail, but it was good to hear that. Amen. God was working some things out because I was, he was at my house a couple weeks before and it was a little like, uh, I don't know about this. And after a couple weeks, shout out to Susie in the building. After a couple weeks, that changed. He said, and, and just even his perspective was his hope was in God. Anybody with me today? God is greater than your opposition. And when you begin to keep your eyes and heart focused on how great God is, it produces a hope in your heart. They say, God, no matter what I feel, no matter what's happened to me, you heard how in a very vulnerable state, 
talk about some of his trials and tests. That's not easy to do, y'all. To talk about anxiety attacks, to talk about midlife crisis right here in front of y'all. Because it wasn't about him or wasn't about you. It was about the God that he was proclaiming in the midst of his trials, in the midst of his pain. Took a lot of courage to do that. Proud of you for real. And I hope that it translated to hope in somebody else. If someone else was like at one of those stages that you talked about, talked about your grandmother having dementia. My grandma just passed away, as you know, dementia. But in spite of my grandma's condition or your grandma's condition, we have hope in God. Amen. A couple more points before we get up out of here. Point number two. Anybody with me still? Someone say, God is greater. Number two, God's promises, God promises a help within my opposition. So he produces a hope and he provides a help. Ain't that good, somebody? He produces a hope and he provides a help. Romans 8, 26, look at this. In the same way the Spirit helps, someone say helps. Someone say helps. Someone say it personal, someone say he helps me. Someone say he helps me. Because anybody ever been out there and felt like you have no help? Anybody been there and felt like you? What are moms in the house? My wife said, amen. What are moms in the house? Dishes after dishes. Laundry after laundry. And then when you have kids that could do it themselves, now, shout out to Lizaya and Noah, they're doing good. Can we give a hand to Lizaya and Noah one time? My oldest daughter right here, she's 15 years old, about to be 16 soon. She is like, Dad, you know, she remembers the time I talked bad about her up here. I told her, I told her about her attitude. I wasn't, I wasn't lying, though. I wasn't lying. I wasn't lying. The girl got her attitude. I don't know where she gets it from. I have no idea where she gets it from. I, I have no idea where she gets it from. I, I really, I, I don't know. The, the Holy Spirit, I don't know. That's not the Holy Spirit, though. The attitude's not the Holy Spirit, right? But, but, but she's doing better. She's getting better. She almost broke the washing machine yesterday, but she's getting better though. See, the whole hype is where my hope is that at least she actually tried to do the laundry. She almost broke the whole machine, but I thank God that she tried to do the laundry. Amen. My hope is in God. Come on, somebody. Someone say he helps me. Someone say he helps me. All right, last point. Here we go. Uh, um, God promises a good from my opposition no matter the pain no matter the suffering God is so great he can declare and promise it's still gonna be good that's a powerful God right there no matter how you feel no matter how bad it is God's word says that he can work it for good Romans chapter 8 verse 28 you know the verse is popular and we know someone say I know come on someone say I know and we know that all things, someone say all things, someone say all things, where my hanky at, I just want to get preachy right here. And we know that all things, God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. I, I, we, get, we get this verse so messed up sometimes because we look at the verse in the context of what we're going through. And we say to ourselves, can I just be real? Can I keep it 100? The, the people online gave me the 100 earlier, so I'm going to go there today. 
I'm going to just go there. I, I know I might offend some people today, but it's going to be all right. You can talk to John John about that later. We look at verses like that. God works all things together for the good. And we can't help but put our stuff over his word. I'm not sure if you caught that. It may go over your head. You might catch that next week. We are so messed up that when we're in our stuff and we're in our worst pain and we're in our trial and we're in our tribulation, we can't even see a verse like that. We can't see how great God is because our situation is greater than the word of God. So like, no way, no way God, no way God could work this out for good. There is no way. There is no way why we lost this young person. Come on. There's no way it could work out. As Elena said uh, last week, right? Sometimes we tell our, our God about, uh, I missed it. I, I, I said again. We tell our problem how, we need to tell our problem how big our God is and not tell God how big our problem is. There you go. Come on, somebody. So teamwork makes the dream work. Shout out to Pastor E. Can anybody relate to that? That it's been hard to say God is good. That it's been hard to say, God, you're going to work it out because you don't see how it's going to work out. Can I tell somebody today, you don't have to see how it's going to work out. You just have to believe how great God is and then let that produce a hope. Let him provide the help and let him work it out for the good. Y'all with me today? I know I might be a little bit over time, but it's all right. Let me just go there today. We're proclaiming how good he is and how great he is. The greatness of God means nothing to us personally, absent of us understanding how great and powerful it is intended to work in and through us. Last verse right here, Colossians chapter one, I'm gonna get out your way. Colossians chapter one, verse 24. says, now I rejoice in my sufferings for you. And I am completing uh, in my flesh what is lacking in Christ's affliction for his body, that is the church. I have become its servant according to God's commission that was given to me for you. To make the word of God fully known. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. Verse 27, God wanted to make known among the Gentiles the glorious wealth of this mystery, which is what? Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So good, y'all. Verse 28, we proclaim him warning and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may, be, we may present everyone mature in Christ. Last verse, and I'm done. Verse 29, I labor for this, striving with his strength. Someone say his strength. His strength that works powerfully in me. God's greatness is trying to work in you. God's greatness is trying to work in you. Do you believe that today? God's greatness is trying to work in you. Last quote, I'm, I'm, I'm done. It says like this, sometimes God rescues us from, the thing, from things, sometimes he rescues us out of things, and sometimes 
he changes us in things. Let him choose. He knows best. I'll say that one more time if you didn't catch it. Sometimes God rescues us from things. Sometimes he rescues us out of things. And sometimes he changes us in things. Let him choose. He knows best. Amen. Can we give God a praise? Amen. Amen. I hope you were blessed today. I hope that was encouraging to you. I hope you were, uh, understand how great God is. And we, as we get ready to close out, um, for those that are online or those that are here, we just want to say a, a prayer, a closing prayer for those that may be uh, far from God and, and haven't been, haven't never been to church, don't know nothing about God, or, or maybe have come back. I want you just to close your eyes with me. Say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for my sins. Forgive, forgive me for what I do know and what I don't know. Cleanse me and wash me. Make me whole. Today I decide to make you Lord, to declare your greatness. Thank you for your love, for your grace, and for your mercy. In Jesus' name, someone said amen. Someone said amen. Someone said amen. God bless you. Shout out to, uh, I was like, where's Pastor David? Can we give uh, Pastor David a hand one time? Amen. <laughs>